So, last week, I wasn't here. I was preaching out at, at New River and Hudson Oaks and had a great Sunday. And sound like you guys had an amazing Sunday. And uh, I heard a rumor that you broke up with fear. And I believe it's true. And I so appreciate Nikki leading in that. So thankful for her, just who she is, what she carries. She's influencing and touching so, so many lives. And I just want to say, you know, there's no fear or timidity in heaven. And so in heaven, you are 1,000% bold. In heaven, you are not coming before the throne, worrying about what someone thinks next to you. You're not worried about how weird you might look. And thank God in heaven you're not wor- worrying about whether you might uh, sprain your ankle. <laughs> Some of us who are a little, you know. But in heaven you are 1,000% consumed with the man Christ Jesus. On the throne. Overwhelmed with his glory, his majesty. Knowing this is the place that you have been called to, worshiping for the next billion, trillion years. I don't know how that works in the time when we step out of time dimension. But it's not going to be like, hey, this is boring, could we change the channel? It's going to be like full scale, engaging every part of your being This is why I was created. Worthy is the Lamb of God. And we're going to be fascinated with who He is. And it's like you're not going to just get into heaven and suddenly be able to see all that He is because He's so great. It's going to take us the next billion, trillion years to see all that He is. And even then, there's more. And so, this is where you're headed. And you are destined for confidence in heaven, and you are going to put on confidence on on earth. And so I want to talk this morning, we broke up with fear, and today we're going to come into a greater relationship with confidence. And, you know, in Acts 4.13, it says, as they observed, say observed, there was something visible on these guys. You could see it. You could see the confidence. And I believe the level of confidence that we are about to step into as a house, that people are actually going to be able to see that something got onto you. Who is this guy? What, who, who is this guy up there dancing? And, and what about these young people up here today? Was that awesome or what? Whoa. And the fire these guys carry and the call of God that's on this generation is amazing. And it's calling my generation for us to rise up to a new place. Because I want to tell you something. We can't pastor, father, and lead them at the level we've been walking at. It's calling us up. It's calling me to a higher place. It's calling me into a greater place of boldness. And it's not about whether you've been a good dad or a bad dad. It's about that you're about to be a better dad. Because there's more in the kingdom. And so there was something visible that got on them. And, and I just want to say something here. Um, what, what is your name with the, the, 
foot ankle brace. What is it? Sophia. Hi, Sophia. We're glad you're here. Sophia. A few moments ago, all right, you, with your ankle brace, you got up on this stage and you stood right here with your ankle brace. And I want you to know that it was something very powerful when you did that. And when I saw that, I just, you have a strong leadership call in your life. And God is going to use you in a powerful way. And you boldly stepped up here with your ankle brace today. And I just want you to know it was something really significant. And I feel like you've been taking bold steps towards Jesus. And I just want you to know that he is going to do great things in your life. And he is smiling over you. And your heavenly father, I felt like when you did that, he said, that's my girl. And I just want to, I want to bless you and thank you for taking that step today. It was so good. So the confidence that we're stepping into was observable, it was visible. And the confidence that you're about to walk in is going to be visible. It's not going to be just this hidden thing. And, and some of us even, maybe you're, we've, we're still carrying a little bit of like, hey, I just want to kind of hide right now. And, and you know, how many of you like over the last couple years, it was kind of like, I just want to hide in my house right now, you know. I want to tell you something. We're not going to be hidden. And something visible is going to get on us. And then it says they were uneducated and untrained. Something supernatural is within you. And there's a confidence, and I want to talk about some of the natural confidence too and the supernatural because it all, it all works together in the kingdom. But I want to tell you there's a supernatural confidence in you that's going to compel you to go where you wouldn't go. And you're going to find yourself saying what you wouldn't have said. And you're going to find yourself where you wanted to step back in the crowd that you're not going to be able to just step back. Because something, something gets on you. And it also says that they begin to recognize them as having been with Jesus. And so I want us to see that this confidence also, it was visible, it was supernatural, but it was relational. It came because they'd been hanging out with someone. And people are going to recognize you as having been with Jesus. And they, they were looking at these guys like, oh, yeah, oh, I know, I, I can, that's the same thing I felt when that other guy, well, Jesus, that Jesus guy stepped up. That's what I see on him. That's what I see on you. Jesus, it was a focused confidence. That he is our focus. And that they were stepping out. They were being confident to honor him because of his hand on their lives. Because he is Lord of our lives. We're going to put on that confidence. So their confidence caused even their enemies to recognize that they had been with Jesus. <laughs> They're like, hey, we, we're not even quite ready to follow this Jesus guy. But man, they've been with him. And I can see it. I can see it on them. David in Psalm 27 verse 3 said, Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not. My heart went on fear, okay? So saying, hey, I'm, I'm breaking up with fear. I'm not going to allow it in my heart. The war arise against me. And I was reading this verse this week thinking, well, you know, I'm really glad war hasn't risen against me. I was like, what? what? Well, no, war has risen against me. And war has risen against you too. You have an enemy. And, and we are all 
in a major battle right now. But in spite of this, I shall be confident. So this is David making his declaration. Hey, I'm breaking up with fear. And yeah, there's a battle going on. But you want to know what? I was created for this. (laughs) I will be confident. In spite of this, say this. Now, there's always going to be a this out there while we're on the earth. Okay? And so whatever that this is for you, in spite of this, you're going to be confident. So what is, what is that this? You know, there's just always something. And we're going to step beyond it. Sometimes we may think, well, I will be, I will be confident when I figure this out. Well, that's going to take a long time. I will be confident when someone else really affirms me more. And, hey, we're all for affirmation and we're going to have encouragement. But I want to tell you something today. Our confidence is not based on other people. You are powerful and in charge of how you feel about yourself. You are powerful to put on confidence whether someone else is affirming you right now or not. Your confidence is not based on how you feel the world feels about you. It's not based on someone else. Well, I'm not confident right now because someone else did this and they don't really see this. Your confidence comes from in here and you're powerful to make a choice. And and to step into that place of confidence in the midst of the war, in the midst of the accusations, in the midst of the stuff, I'm stepping into confidence. Paul says in Philippians, giving us the heart of the Father, he says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Your heavenly Father is 1,000% confident about what he started in you. Don't you love that today? He is not up there going, well, I just wish I hadn't started this in Steve. I don't think we're going to make it. (laughs) He's up there going, I am so excited about what I'm doing in Justin. And how about Justin stepping out? That was so good, Justin. I just want to affirm that publicly today. Grabbed the mic. Took us to a new place. Confidently. I love that. Heavenly Father is looking over your life. He's not ashamed of you. He knows everything about you. Listen, he knows the most about you. And loves you the most. The one who knows you best loves you the most. And so I want to tell you something. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And nothing that can't be done through your God. And so Heavenly Father is confident. And that confidence as we look in in the eyes of Jesus. Even we actually see who we are. We see how he sees us. It, it shines back, you know, sometimes we're looking and we're thinking, Jesus, I'm coming to you all messed up and in all this mud and dirt. And then you look in the eyes of Jesus and you see yourself with a royal robe. And you see the smile of Heavenly Father shining on you. So I want to ask you today, what do you look like with ten times more confidence? Woo! 
be an interesting thing to think about. Caleb, you know, he quieted the people before Moses and he said, look, we should by all means go up and take possession. Can you say take possession? And I want to tell you that for you, there is something to take possession of. And I guarantee you that there's obstacles in the way of taking possession of it. But you are created and wired in Jesus to overcome those obstacles. David said, through my God, I can leap over a wall. Bring on a wall. Jesus walked through wall. (laughs) And he walked on the water. Confidence is all about taking possession of your inheritance. And guys, we're not taking possession of inheritance just for ourselves. We're fighting for our family, for our friends, for our city. There's inheritance for convergence to still take in this city. There's inheritance that God wants to loose on this generation. We've got more to give to them. But the men who had gone up with him said, hey, we're not able to go up against these people. They're too strong for us. There's always going to be another report, isn't there? (laughs) So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land, which they spied out, saying, the land which we have gone and spying out, it is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. And there we also saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak that are part of the Nephilim, and we became like grasshoppers. Can you say in our own sight? In our own sight. So, so we saw ourselves, we saw these giants, and then I looked back, I saw the giant, I looked back, I saw myself, and I felt like a grasshopper. Probably not the best way to go into battle, huh? Feeling like a grasshopper. I felt like a grasshopper in my own sight. And watch this. Because I accepted that low view of myself, how did my enemies see me? They saw me like a grasshopper also. What if the enemies had already been terrified of them? And we find out as you read a little further that the enemy's protection had been removed. You know, one of the things I've learned about battle and about battling demons and casting out demons. And, and there was a season where I was spending a, a lot of time just casting out demons. You know, we, we fight a spiritual war, and spiritual beings are real. And we don't, have to, we don't have to be afraid of anything because Jesus has given us all authority. Like, we have authority over these things. They're afraid of you. Just like the, son, the Nephilim, the sons of Mamak, God was already putting a fear in them of, the, of his people. But yet his people came and said, oh, no, we're just, we're just grasshoppers. But I have noticed that the enemy yells the most, he yells the loudest when he is actually the weakest. And I began to see this in deliverance sessions. I like, oh, first these, you know, these, these demons would hide. You got to know and see them in the spirit. They don't want it. They don't want to be exposed. The devil prefers to hide. But then when he's exposed... And you have authority over him. You know the name of what you're dealing with. You take authority over it in the name of Jesus. Then he comes and he makes a big scene. Well, the scene is not because he's like got all this control and he's dominating. The scene is because he knows he's lost. And he's about to have to leave and he wants to scare you. Make you feel like a grasshopper 
like, who am I with, with this? You know, I, I had a demon actually tell me one time, this is Family First Sunday, so sorry if this takes more explanation. It's reality, though. But one time, a, a, a spirit actually spoke to me. I was casting out and said, you, have, you don't have enough faith. <laughs> he might as well have said, you're a grasshopper. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, no, wait a minute. This isn't even, even based on my faith. This is based on the name of Jesus you're coming out now. And that person got set free right then. And so it's important for us to see ourselves as God sees us. They were, had a moment of inheritance. Inheritance had been prophesied over their lives. But it didn't look like it. And it didn't feel like it. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're expecting those moments to be these, you know, da -da 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 -da. here is super believer. On the scene. Okay. I'm no longer the pastor here. I can do, you know. But those moments often come in that time when you may not be feeling it. You're like, I don't feel anointed right now. I felt anointed Sunday morning when those kids were up there dancing. Why don't you bring it on then? But now it's Tuesday, and I'm not feeling it. I don't want to tell you something. It's not about your feeling it all the time. It's who you are. It's something much deeper. So they lost their inheritance because they lacked their identity. They saw themselves as grasshoppers when they were the children of the Most High God. They were warriors. They were destined and called. And God was giving them that land. He just wanted them to have a little fun on the way getting it. So we became like grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. So I was created to take land. I was created to destroy these giants. This is my inheritance. This is who I am. It's who you are. You are created to take inheritance. You are created to go where people in your family line have never gone before. And the walls that you've hit of the generational strongholds, you go far beyond those because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. You were created to destroy giants. It's who you are. One day I was, I was out running one of my trails that I'd run Hundreds of times. And I was about to enter the trail, and this man was walking out with his dog, and he says, you know, there's snakes on that trail, son. You better be careful. <laughs> I was kind of like, uh, well, 
you know, I've run this, I've been on this trail hundreds of hours, and I've seen a few snakes. But what you don't understand <laughs> is that I'm on this trail because there are snakes. <laughs> if I didn't want snakes, I'd be running out on the street. I'm running on this trail today because I'm here for adventure, so I hope there's a few snakes on this trail. Because I want to tell some snake stories to my grandkids. And I've got a few. I'm actually, one of my books is about running stories. I'm out there because it's who I am. And you're here today, and you're in the places you are because it's who you are. And you have inheritance to take. And you were created to destroy giants. And you're going to places, you go into places I can't go. And you're bringing the kingdom of God there. You're going into schools and you are shining. And I'm so thankful for our, all of our young people and who you are in the Lord. And who you are is not based on whether you have the most popular tennis shoes. Pretty sharp, aren't they? Come on. Actually, I should have worn my other pair today for all this dancing. But it's not about being the one that can tell the best stories all the time. You know, I remember how one of my best friends, is, you know, it was like he always told better stories than, than I did, and I would kind of just feel, I would start feeling insignificant. I want to tell you, you don't have to be the best storyteller. We need you to be you and who you are. We don't need you to be someone else. And your confidence is not based on whatever, whether you think you, you look the best right then, whether you have the best clothes. It's based on what your heavenly father thinks about you, and he really likes you. Like, he really, really likes you. And he is smiling over you, and he's excited about you. He's excited about the adventures that you're going to have together, the places you're going to go, the things you're going to do. All right. Jesus. Can you say Jesus? Jesus. Heavenly Father, speaking to Jesus, what does he say? This is my beloved son. Can we say that together? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. So the Father spoke this over Jesus. And, and can you know... That when Heavenly Father says something, like, it's really powerful. Like, it gets in. And, and that this marked Jesus. Like, this was something he never, ever forgot. And that when Heavenly Father speaks, it's not only words, but it's power. And it touches you at the core of your being calling out your identity from the Father who created you, who knew you when you were just a few cells, when you were in your mother's womb. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And it consumes Jesus. And it marks him. 
Three verses later. If you are the son of God. What is the devil doing to steal Jesus's confidence? How is he doing it? His identity. If you are the son of God. If you really are a believer. Well, if you really are going to make a difference. Well, why don't we just talk about what you did two years ago? Why don't we just talk about you got this in your life and this, and maybe you've been through a, a divorce and you've had this, and what about this with your kids? If you really are going to be used by God, maybe, maybe not. And just know that when the Father speaks, it carries something, but when the enemy speaks, it also comes and it's like you kind of, a lot of times you kind of feel it because it's a, ba- it's, a, it's a battle. And so he says, if you are the son of God, he wants to weaken his view of his identity of who he is in Christ. Yeah, I am the son of God. And I want to tell you something. <laughs> Today, we are sons of God. And I'm looking at some sons and daughters of the most high God. And don't you know right now that The world is trying to do everything it can to steal and confuse identity. And I want to tell you something. We're going to see miracles of identity restoration. And this generation, this Generation Z, they're going to see incredible, incredible, also incredible, incredible miracles of identity restoration. And you're not, and the world's not just whoever you feel like you are today. Or whatever some teacher told you you were. No, you are who Heavenly Father says you are. And he's not confused about you. But we're going to be out there. We're going to love people. And we're going to speak over them. And we're going to see miracles of restoration. Because Heavenly Father is going to speak through us. And just as he spoke to Jesus and said, this is my beloved son, we're going to speak to people and say, you are a beloved son of God. And stuff's going to break off of them. And there's going to be healing. And there's going to be miracles of restoration. So the devil's primary assault was against Jesus' identity. And that is still what he's trying to do today. And this is why parents, I want to encourage us that One of the greatest and most important things you do, much more important than behavior, is identity. That you are saying things and declaring things that release identity into your kids, into your grandkids. We have any grandparents in the room? Isn't it amazing? Come on. All right. You are a chosen race. Can somebody say, I am chosen? You are a royal priesthood. Yeah. So can you just look at the person next to you and say, hey, I'm royal. You know? Please, you know, would you get that? I'm, I'm royal. Oh, you are too. Yeah. I'm a holy nation. Can you say, I'm holy? Okay, lightning did not strike you. And the reason that you can say I'm holy is because you are holy. Because your God, through Jesus, did that well that you are now holy. And so if I'm going to live holy, 
It's because I am holy already. I'm a holy nation and I'm living out who I am. And so that's going to get into my actions. And I'm chosen, and so are you, to proclaim the excellencies of him. You are. Yes. As you step into the greatness of who you are, you will be able to reveal in a greater way the greatness of your God. So as I let God reveal who he is in me, and I don't hide it, I don't put on timidity, I don't say, well, I'm afraid somebody might kind of think, you know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be somebody, trying to be arrogant, blah, 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 blah. No. You let God reveal the fullness of who he is, and you don't hold back what he's given to you. Because it reveals his greatness. So, all right, I want to wrap up with this. There is an ending. Esther put on the royal robes, and we're going to put on, we've taken off some robes, fear, timidity. We've broken up with that. And we're going to put on a robe. And, and Esther, you know, Esther 4.14, and who knows whether you have not attained to royalty for such a time as this. It wasn't an accident that Esther was living in the time and the place, the season where she was. And it's not an accident that you're here this morning. It's not an accident that you live in this season. God could have tucked you back in 1858. But he put you right here in 2022 for a reason. Right in the midst of this world and all the craziness of this time, you were created for this. And and. Guys, I want to tell you something, that as a church, we're going to stop sitting, going around, oh, it's such a hard time, and all this going on, and I'm not saying this is even us as much, but I just want to declare this, that we were chosen for this hour. We were made for this. Your heavenly father said, yep, Daniel Audi, man, I'm putting him in 2022. We got some great stuff to do in 2022. And the devil's upset because we're about to see a billion soul harvest. Because we're about to see a generation loosed like we've never seen before. Because some people who just were, and many just thought, well, I'm just here. I'm going to get saved. I'm going to go to church. are about to find out that they were called into the very army of the living God and actually wired to win and wired to fight in battle and not wired to wear garments of timidity. Well, we just don't have enough. There's just, I don't have it. No, wired for boldness. And so Esther, It came about on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes. Can you say royal robes? So this morning, we're going to put on something. We're going to put on some royal robes because somebody in here is chosen. Somebody in here is royalty. And somebody in here is a holy nation. You are. Yes. And it is time to confidently stand. I love it that people are breaking out in a message on confidence. Absolutely. It's time to confidently stand in the place where God has placed you. And Esther took her place. She heard the voice. 
She could have said, no, it's not me. I'm not feeling like it today. I don't have it all together. I got up and did try to speech in elementary school and I messed it up. And now you're asking me to go before a king and risk my life. Maybe not today. But she went and the scepter of favor and authority was extended over her life. And I want to say that low self-esteem and low value for who you are, your time, your business, and what you have to offer is not helping anyone. You see, Esther put on some robes, and this is where I want to just really quickly talk about the, the natural side of this confidence for a moment. Confidence is mainly identified by nonverbal signals. And I just, want, I just want to help us some as we're out there. And uh, there's a focus. You are bold to look people in the eyes. You are confident to remember people's names. Speaking to me on that one. To call people by their names. And there's a posture of confidence. Listen to me. When Esther put on the royal robes, I don't think she just went in there going, Hey, I'm just here in my royal robe. That girl stood up straight. She put on that robe. And she went in there confident in the call of her God, in the favor of God. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to go in and make the most of this moment. And guys, we need to go and we need to do things with passion. We need to not hold back. I just, you know, I believe as Peter and John were talking about Jesus, they said we can't even stop telling what we've seen and heard. There was so much confidence on them. Your confidence flows out of your identity and reveals the greatness of the God you serve. Jesus wore a crown of thorns so that you could wear a crown of honor. (laughs) Now you're going to get to give that crown back to him. But you have a crown to give because he's given you one. Jesus was stripped of his robe and took on your shame so that you could put on a robe of royalty. Are you ready to do it? Let's stand up this morning. You were created to wear a robe of royal confidence. Jesus, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for the finished work of the cross. We thank you, Jesus, for the fullness of all that you've purchased for each one of us. And Lord, I want to thank you that I'm I'm in a room full of amazing, mighty kingdom warriors. What an honor to be here in this place, Lord, in your presence with these amazing people. And Lord, I want to thank you today that we get to put on and we get to receive a new place of confidence. I want to ask us this morning as you're ready saying, hey, I'm putting, I'm putting on that robe. What I want you to do is I want you to 
come up here to the front. And I want you to, to stand here for a moment. If there's any other garment that you need to throw off, I want you to throw it off. And I want us to, I want us to move. I want you to do something physically showing that you're throwing it off, whatever it is. If there's nothing to throw off, don't worry about it. But if there is something, if there's some shame you've been carrying, if you've been listening to that voice telling you you're not a good parent, you're not a good this, you're not a good that, you're not a good that, we're going to throw that off today. And I want you then to literally, Lord, I put on the robes of confidence. And I want you just to put that robe over yourself. And so as you're ready, you just come up here. Just come on up as you're ready. And we're going to put on, we're going to put off, and we're going to put on that robe of confidence. Father, I want to thank you for what's happening in this room right now this morning. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. Thank you that shame is leaving, 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 leaving. Accusation bound, cut off, severed, canceled. In the name of Jesus, we, will, we do not agree with you, accuser. You are cut off. You are cut off. You are silenced in our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's just a number of you as, as parents. Stuff is breaking off. Breaking off. Breaking off. Accusations there's been. No, you were not perfect. And Heavenly Father never thought you would be a perfect parent. But we need to break off accusation. It does not mean that you are not a good parent. So, Father, we thank you for lifting off, lifting off the old. And we embrace. Thank you, Father. <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the kings and the priests that I'm looking at right now. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. These are my beloved sons and daughters with whom I am well pleased. Father, would you imprint your smile, would you mark us? with the smile of Heavenly Father today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a lot happening right now. There's people right now that every day you've been thinking about what you did in the past. And I want to tell you that it's beginning to fade. And it's not that we necessarily ever completely forget, but it comes to a place where what you did in the past has no hold on you. And then eventually you come to the place where you actually even see how your heavenly father is so great that he even worked good out of what you blew. Father, I thank you. Thank you that thoughts are being taken captive right now and that we are stepping out of that. That is not who you are. That is not who you are. And your heavenly father says clean. Your heavenly father says holy, holy, 
holy because of the blood, because of what I did on the cross. Shame off you. In Jesus' name. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Let me just tell you what I'm seeing here. I see us. I didn't have this plan this way. I see us just all around, same time. It's not, we're not going to take time to all come to the mic this morning. But I, but I see us. I want to get these kids to pray over us in just a moment. But I see us declaring boldly who we are. I see you declaring your name and declaring some things that your heavenly father says about you, about who you are. So we're just going to, we're just all, we're not going to worry about what somebody thinks about what you say. This is you and your heavenly father right now. This is a time that we are embracing confidence. And so, as you're ready, you just declare it out. I am Stephen, and I am a son of the Most High God, and I am a victorious warrior, and I am a good father. Speak it out. I want you to yell it out. I know it's, come on. You got a robe of confidence on you. I am a valiant warrior. Woo! Yes! 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 Say it out. I love it. Someone just said, I'm a good father. Declare it. lover of God. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yes. Come on. 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 Declare something about who you are. Something maybe that hasn't even been seen all the way yet. I am a great writer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Here, here's what we're going to do, guys. If you, if you have somebody in the nursery, go get them, and you can bring them back. But kids and youth, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do prayer tunnel, and then 
all the older people are going to just walk through and you're just going to put your hand on their shoulder or their head and you're just going to pray for them while they're walking through, okay? So, all the kids and youth right here and organizers can come and help organize them. We can even make two tunnels. Everybody go that way and we're going to come through this way and then you're going to go out and change the world at the restaurant. Yeah, so we got two tunnels, and actually, yeah. All right. All right. All right, kids, I want you to declare fire, power, anointing. I want you to speak a blessing from God. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Just touch him on the shoulder, on the head, on the hand. You can touch him on the hand. Yeah. All right, we're going to let him keep going, though. Yep. Yes, fire, boldness. 